You're listening to Here is the News, brought to you by Spotify. And now, live from 2095, here's Jet Bexer. Good morning, folks. Welcome back to Here is the News. I'm Jet Bexer, your host, and here is the news. Yeah, football season is over for the Tech Bulldogs. Another 3-9 and nine season. That's two in a row for Coach Cumby. 3-9, and nine, folks. And they got, their, <laughs> they got their butts whipped against Jacksonville State last Saturday. Yeah, Jacksonville State, which is based in Alabama. I was thinking Florida. But no, this is Jacksonville, Alabama. And they went on the road to Jacksonville and didn't bring a defense with them. The Bulldogs gave up 500-plus yards on the ground. It was like they just didn't care. And that's reflective of leadership, which all falls on Coach Cumbie's shoulders. And I fully expected to hear an announcement, at least by now, that after two, three, and nine seasons of you know Sonny Cumbie's leadership, that he'd be out. But I have not seen anything. This is Tuesday, the 21st, and this is going to air tomorrow, the 22nd, you know, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And by the way, this is, we're following the same schedule as Bexter in the morning. This will be the final episode, which will be number 13 of season one. So the next episode of Here's the News will be part of season two which will follow Bexar in the morning, which follows the liturgical calendar of the Catholic Church. Yeah, we're tied together at the hip here. So here is the news. We'll enter season two, which will be the first full season. You know, this was a partial season because we got started in August. But yeah, we're going to go from Advent to the final, you know, Sunday of the liturgical calendar, which is this coming Sunday. And that is called Christ, the, you know, the, the, the solemnity of Christ, the King of Christ, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, King of the universe. In the old days, I think it was called the 34th Sunday in Ordinary Time. And now it has a different name, very long title, but it does signify the end of the liturgical season. Advent begins the Sunday after Thanksgiving. So, yeah. Final episode of Here's the News for Season 1. So lots to celebrate, lots to be thankful for. But my goodness, the Tech Bulldog season came to a very merciless end. Jacksonville State showed no mercy. And they ran the ball really well because we let them. They put up over 600 yards and... uh, (laughs) I don't know how many yards they had at halftime, but it was over 300, close to 400, gathered up several turnovers, a couple of interceptions, maybe one fumble, but it, it was never a contest, and that's very reflective on your coaching, and it has to be recognized by the front office there at Louisiana Tech. Now I know the athletic director at Tech is responsible for all sports in Conference USA, not just football. So we got to look at his body of work, and I'm going to start paying very close attention to the other sports 
at Louisiana Tech and how they perform. You know, coaching is huge. Recruiting is huge. And for some reason, two years ago, they hired a guy who was uh, he had a lot of respect, uh, a lot of success in his assistant coaching, you know, coordinator positions. But let's face it, Sonny Cumbie had never been a head coach. And they're going to hire him at the FBS level to be competitive in a conference like CUSA. Yeah, it's not one of the power conferences, but you still need to be competitive, don't you? They got their faces used to mop the floor. They got their butts kicked nine times. There were a few close ones. Yeah, there were some that went down to the wire, but there were many where it was no contest. Liberty, even <laughs> the winless Sam Houston State, whatever they're called, got their first FBS win against Louisiana Tech. And it was no contest. They beat the living hell out of Louisiana Tech. And then the next week was Jacksonville State just a few days ago. So it has been a long season and a hard one to watch. And I I, I respect Coach Cumbie. And I guess I have to respect the athletic director, but they've made some choices that have just been highly questionable. And as an alumnus of Louisiana Tech, I expect more, and so do the fans, you know, that you know follow Louisiana Tech as faithful, faithfully as I do. We deserve a winner. There were coaches that went before Coach Cumbie who set the standard for winning, starting with Dooley, who got our first, I forget his first name, Vince Dooley's son. Coach Dooley got us our first bull win in decades. Decades when they beat Northern Illinois at the Independence Bowl back in who knows what year. That started a roll of six bowl, bowl appearances in a row and six victories in a row before the streak was broken with Skip Holtz, who was near his the end of his tenure. And uh, not sure if he was having a falling out with the AD, but you could tell that his heart was not in it. The last season that he was there, especially that bowl loss, I think it was to Georgia Southern or Georgia State, it didn't matter. That little school got off on Louisiana Tech in the bowl game in San Antonio, which I watched on TV, and so did the nation if they were paying attention. But since Louisiana Tech sat most of their stars in that game, or they didn't even dress out or even show up in San Antonio that game, Louisiana Tech were playing their second and third stringers, their scrubs, and got embarrassed on national TV in that bowl game, and that was the start of the fall. And I saw it coming. The way we were embarrassed in that game in that Georgia State or Georgia Southern, whoever it was, was just celebrating. They were ecstatic. We just beat Louisiana Tech. That used to be a juggernaut in CUSA. You know, we never, we have never won Conference USA, but we were always near the top, getting in the bowl games and winning six in a row. It got national attention that Tech had won six bowl games in a row, and then it came to a screeching halt. And after Skip Holtz, we get Sonny Cumbie. So, where does it go from here for the Tech Bulldogs? 
If you're not interested in the tech bulldogs, then turn this podcast off. I don't care. That's where I went to. That's where I went to school. Of course, I'm going to talk about the bulldogs. So I could give a rat's behind if you don't want to listen. Who cares? Anyway, you want to talk sports that you do care about? Well, just wait. <laughs> Y'all are getting all feisty and wanting to just tear me apart. Well, go ahead and get on social media and tear me apart. Guess what? I don't read it. <laughs> all right. College basketball. UConn is on some kind of a streak. They beat UT by double digits. Big deal. Who cares? Longhorns, they can call themselves a basketball school. They can call themselves a football school. You know, right now they're, what, 9-1, 10-1? Who cares? They're not going to the playoffs. Maybe they'll go if they, you know, when they expand it to 12 teams, but now that it's still four, they're not going to be in the top four. They're not. So get used to it, Longhorn fans. You're out. You lost to OU. That's it. That was your Super Bowl. Yeah, you beat Alabama, but still Alabama, more than likely, it, it could be one hell of a game when they, they're already in the SEC championship. All they have to do is win it. And if you don't think they can beat Georgia, think again. Georgia can lose. They are on a winning streak, 27 in a row. But yes, teams like that, Titans like that, can lose. And I, I have friends in Alabama, you know, they might be a little biased. <laughs> but they know they lost to UT. And yeah, UT was like playing way above their heads because that was their Super Bowl. And they won it. Alabama was a little sloppy that night. And I think the weather played into it. And UT seems to play well and when the weather when it's sloppy outside. But look. Even if Alabama loses to Georgia, UT is still not going to squeak into the top four. Let's just face it. Washington, Oregon, Georgia, and the winner between Michigan and Ohio State, there's just not enough room for those little longhorns, and they are little. Yeah, they'll be in the SEC next year with OU. They'll reunite with the Aggies which is pathetic that it ever ended in the first place, their rivalry. But they'll be back at it for their Thanksgiving game, their Thanksgiving you know, final game of the season, regular season. The tradition will finally get back on track with the Aggies and the UT Longhorns. But guess who cares about that? Aggies and UT Longhorns. That's it. The rest of the country, it's like watching UT and OU at the Red River rivalry. The rest of the country is only mildly interested, if not tuned out to a different and better game. That's the reality. Yep, money talks, but a lot of BS walks. And that's a lot of people tuning out of their greedy BS. Because that's what it's about. Moving to the SEC is all about money. And a lot of fans that see these teams joining conferences cross-country because of money, 
they're getting sick of it because it's BS. It all is. Just get back to football. Stop paying your players. You're already giving them free education. Why do you need to pay them for making a commercial? What a bunch of BS. Anyway, that's enough of college football. Let's talk about the pros. Where are we at time? Yeah, I'm in a mood. So what? Tune me out. I don't care. The pros. Yep, the Chiefs lost again. Primetime loss. Just like they did in week one against the Lions. Now they've lost to the Eagles and the Lions. And guess who else is hot to trot in the NFL? The NFC, I should say. The 49ers. You thought I was going to say the Cowboys? Oh, hell no. 49ers, Lions, Eagles. <laughs> if you're not leading your division, why should I mention you? Sorry, Cowboys. <laughs> you're not going anywhere. All the Cowboy fans, it's the same thing every damn season. Just wait till we get the playoffs. We're going to the Super Bowl. Uh, no, you're not. <laughs> Sorry to say it, Cowboy fans. You're not going anywhere. There are better teams than you in the NFC. A, a lot better. And I don't even have to look at the results of the schedule. I already know that the Eagles beat y'all once. I mean, we can pull it up here just to, just to you know, give you peace of mind that you're going to lose for like the 28th year in a row. Look at the Cowboys schedule. Beat New York Giants. Big deal. Jets lost to Arizona. I don't know how you did that. Beat the Patriots. Lost. Look at this, folks. I forgot about this. 42 to 10 shellacking to the 49ers. Beat the Chargers. Beat the Rams. So what? Lost by five points to Philadelphia. And that was at Philadelphia. And they're like, oh, wait till we play them in Dallas. Big freaking deal. You shouldn't be playing them twice to begin with. I've already talked about that. Beat the Giants again, big deal. Beat the Carolina Panthers, another big deal. So now what do they have left? Got to play the, oh, the Redskins. And sorry for not saying the right nickname. The freaking Commanders, who cares? We've already talked about that too. Seattle, Philadelphia, Buffalo, Miami, ooh, Miami. Detroit, in their primetime game. Um, the day before New Year's Eve. Get ready to lose, Cowboy fans, and then they get to finish up with the Redskins again on the road, and that is the Commanders. Cowboy fans, you're not going to do anything. Yeah, you might make a wild card, but you'll be one and done again, if that may be in the divisional, but you are not going to the NFC Championship nor the Super Bowl. But guess who else is not going to go to the Super Bowl? It, the Kansas City Chiefs may not make it. If you flip over, and we'll do that right now and look at the standings, I can tell you who's going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. The very first team that pops up in the AFC East, holy cow, the Miami Dolphins. And the Buffalo Bills have fallen down with injuries and some bad coaching decisions, I would say. It's not the that's not the quarterback's fault, you know. Allen, I think that's his name. Buffalo's just having a tough season. They're six and five. Yeah, but the Dolphins, 
Tua. They got it going on. The Ravens have it going on. You know, now that their quarterback, his name escapes me, but he's healthy. And when he's healthy, the Ravens are winning. They're eight and three. But the break up the Browns, they're seven and three. Wow. And look at the resurgence of Heisman Trophy winner, whatever his name is, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Seven and three. We have family to live there, and I bet you they've attended a few games. I bet it's fun attending a Jaguar game. And then we round it out with the AFC West, and yeah, Chiefs, seven and three, but two of their losses are to NFC teams. Let's look at the Chiefs' schedule. You want to talk pro football? Let's keep talking. The Chiefs opened up with a loss to the Lions. Beat the Jags, beat the Bears, Jets, Vikings. A nice win against Denver, the Chargers, but then lost to Denver. Pretty resoundingly on the road. Denver is resurgent. I think they did lose their last game. We'll have to check. But they did beat Miami 21-14. It was a tough game. But last night, they had the game in hand against the Eagles, but guess what? Uh, what's his name? Hurts, Jalen Hurts. He put the hurt on the defense when when it counted and late in the fourth quarter. And the, the three-minute, the two-minute offense of the KC Chiefs did not materialize. And they got a lot of help from the refs. I was making note of this on X. The refs were helping the Chiefs as much as they helped the Cowboys and the Longhorns. The refs just do not like to see those teams lose. And they tried to help the Kansas City Chiefs as much as possible in that game. And still the Eagles overcame it. And I said on X, you know, it's the same old BS with the NFL. Teams like the Chiefs and Cowboys are always going to get help from the refs. So the Eagles had to beat the Chiefs and the refs last night to get that win. And they got it. 21-17 final. And it's like, okay, it was a rematch of the Super Bowl. We'll see you again in the Super Bowl. I said, I doubt it. The same two teams in the Super Bowl again. It's, it, it's rare. And it won't happen this year. You will be shocked on who gets in the Super Bowl this year. Just wait. You will be shocked. And I'm not even going to tell you what my prediction is. I won't say a word. But the fact remains, it's unpredictable. And whatever script that the NFL wants to follow, that's the way it's going to happen. And I think a lot of people don't want to see Pat Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, excuse me, in the Super Bowl again. I know a lot of people in Kansas City do, but what about the rest of the country? Do we want to see that again? He's won two and lost one. And I'm not even going to mention who beat him in the COVID Super Bowl of 2020. And they're going to make every excuse possible to say why they lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. But they won't admit the one fact that the Bucs just kicked their ass. Patrick Mahomes was running for his life. Yeah, they had injuries. But who doesn't in the NFL have injuries when you reach the playoffs in the Super Bowl? It's the team who holds it together 
and puts together the best game plan, and the Bucks beat the crap out of them that night, and I was just ecstatic that Patrick Mahomes had to go home a loser. I mean, it was fun, and yeah, he came back, beat the Eagles last year in a nail-biter, and he got his second Super Bowl win. You got to give the guy props, but it was also fun to watch him lose. And to see Tom Brady do it with another team, holy cow. Yeah, he gave the Bucks their second Super Bowl win. Mayfield's doing a good job in replacement of Tom Brady, but they've had their injuries too, and I'm not going to give them any excuse. When I saw him trading jerseys with Christian McCaffrey after the game, I just wanted to throw up. I'm like, why, why do you got to do this BS? How about winning the game first? <laughs> and then be buddy-buddy with old Christian McCaffrey. The dude mopped the floor with y'all. You couldn't tackle the guy. He was wide open in the end zone. And you want to trade jerseys with him and I'll be all smiley? Come on, where's the competition here? Let's freaking win the game first. And then say, hey, dude, let's trade jerseys. B.S. Son of a B. No way. Let's win the freaking game. Yeah, they're four and six and outside looking in and a very sorry division in the NFC South. Very sorry division, but they can still win it. They might be nine and eight, eight and nine. We've talked about that too, that people teams like that don't deserve to make the playoffs. But the way it's set up is all you have to do is win your division and you're in. Not even a wild card. You're a division winner and you get a home game. So yeah. Whoever wins that division has a shot at the Super Bowl. Anyway, where are we on time? Pollux is poking me with a cattle prod because he wants to play snooker. He says, why are you doing two shows in the same freaking morning? I said, well, I got up that early and that I can. I'm doing it because I can. My voice is not given out. So Pollux, don't get on my bad side or I might deactivate you and turn you pink. We're at 22 minutes. Do we, do we want to talk sports in an angry manner? I mean, this is fun. I like pissing off fans of other teams. And we're going to take a shot at the Chicago Bears during our TikTok uh, broadcast. It's not a broadcast. It's just having fun. But you'll see it on Thanksgiving. We take a little shot, you know, to have a little fun with the Bears by way of Star Wars. <laughs> The Bears are part of the dark side. And we said, no, they're not part of the dark side. They just suck. <laughs> and they do suck. They have a good quarterback, but I don't think he's going to be, be there for long. He's just not fitting. He's not working out. I think he might be better in a, in a different system. It's tough to succeed in Chicago. With all the crime, it's hard to be there. For one, yeah, it's a tough city to play sports. It really is. But they're tough as nails, aren't they? The Chicago Bears. And Butkus died this year. He was a legend. Dick Butkus. Butkus. Kick some butt. Yeah. So we're up against the clock here. The last episode of Here's the News. We don't have a break because we're that good. When we come back with Here's the News, we'll be at season one. Of uh, at the, I'm sorry, when we come back, 
will be at the end of Season 1 and the beginning of Season 2, just as we explained at the top of the broadcast. All right, that's it. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Be thankful and truthful for what you're thankful for, and uh, be heartfelt. Give your neighbors, your friends, your family a big hug. And anyone meeting a, a new family member for the first time, just smile and enjoy it because these are gifts from God to our families. And for those that cannot be with families that are shut in at their homes, at uh, nursing homes, uh, assisted living centers, which are the same thing more, more or less, God bless you, all of you, and we're thinking about you and praying for you and wish we could see our family and friends that are uh, not able to get out, not even to go to church, or to sit down with their family and have a good meal on Thanksgiving. So we're thinking about everybody here at Here's the News and Bexer in the Morning. And I haven't signed off properly in a long time. I've just said good day, folks, but... Uh, for Jet Baxter, this is author Keith R. Reese saying happy Thanksgiving and good day, folks. Here is the News is brought to you by our friends at Spotify, hosted and produced by Keith R. Reese for Here is the News podcasting, with a music selection entitled Here is the News, written and composed by Jeff Lynn, version provided by Music Score, courtesy and performed and arranged by Welsh artist Karen Mansfield. Thank you for listening.